Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Hello, sir, and welcome to the world of Poland. Wee, Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zelius. Indeed, it is good to see you, good sir. Indeed, indeed, it's good to be seen. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. It's a live show. We try our best to cover the topics most important to you. If at any time you do have any questions or topics that you would like to add to the show, please drop them in the chat and we will try to add them to said show. If we do unfortunately run out of time, we will add it to the list and we will cover it the very next show. So without further ado, uh, let's get into it. And apparently I've already screwed up my camera because I've gone fuzzy. Oh no, it's because there's too much pollen in the way. It's just probably, yeah, it's, I'd probably just need to clean the lens. Okay. Well, let me just do the zippy zappy. Oh, there we go. And now I'm um, now I'm looking whoa, pretty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There we go. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get right down to it, shall we? high death. Okay. Charlie Beard. Can, can, I, can I just point out that uh, the makers of um, Animal Crossing are awesome? Um, how so? Okay, so Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is still a very popular game on the Nintendo Switch. Um, the developers... Uh, released some very sad news a couple days ago. They have given an end date for Animal Crossing's New Horizons. They're like, you could play up to this date. Okay. The year 2060. 2060. <laughs> nice. I like how they give the warning of, you have 40 years to still play it. Yeah, you, you know, you, which is amazing because you think about all those games out there that you know, you, you, well, if you're in the, the Madden cycle, you get two years of online play and then they cut you off. Um, so it's nice to see a game that's basically saying, yeah, well, we're, we'll leave things open for 40 years. Why not? We'll be fine. Meanwhile, tomorrow, there's an open beta dropping for a game of who knows how long it'll be online. Uh, yes. Diablo 4 open beta happens this weekend. And Blizzard has already gotten ahead of uh, the, I guess, ahead of all of the bitching and moaning that's going to happen and saying, hey, guys, by the way, just a heads up here, there's going to be long queues. And from time to time, there's going to be server downtime. So enjoy the open beta. I mean, it's free. I mean, I do have it downloaded onto my PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. Um, so you're, you're going the PlayStation 5 route. I'm going to try the PlayStation 5 route. Um, the thing I'm always curious of, so my issue with most action RPGs, because a large part of them is the loot drops, right? Right. Is the part that gets me on the console with the gamepad is just not a good feeling system to use the controller with a lot of ARPGs. Um, and so, like, I played Path of Exile both on my PlayStation 5, mm -hmm. but then if I had to, I could swap back on the same character to my PC seamlessly, which was nice. Right. So it kind of alleviated that issue. Mm -hmm. um, and since it is open beta, and since your character is wiped, I figure, what the hell, I'm just going to try it out and see what I like, because, you know, if you like it on the PS5, cool. If not, then, oh, well, it's not like it cost me anything anyways. Right, right. Um, That's the beauty of the beta. Yeah, so I figure I'll try it out if I can even log in because one thing Blizzard still cannot get right for some interesting reason is the capacity needs 
for their online games, like the first two weeks of gameplay, is always a clusterfuck. Well, I mean, like they they've got Every to. Time. I mean, this is Diablo Four, not one, not two, not three, but four. And oh, by the way, they've also got this thing called World of Warcraft that they've had as an online presence forever and a freaking day. And yet they're like, yeah, we're probably going to run into issues with this beta. Why? You know, you know, you're going to, I'd, I'd rather sh overshoot, you know, and put too many servers back there than not enough and piss off all the people who want to try out your game. Well, yeah, because like somebody like me who's going to try it, mm -hmm. if I can play the whole week and I like it, I might actually be incentivized to buy the game for. Well, let's price. say you can only play for like two hours at a time, and half that time you're stuck in a thirty-minute wait queue. Then I'll be like, "Nap, I'm good." So yeah, like it definitely will influence my decision, uh, which I guess a little bit ironic because I know within two weeks of the full release. Coming out, it'll be fixed, so it's not yeah. the biggest thing, but it still definitely plays a role. 100%. Well, I mean, it, it, I I think honestly, if if it is that as jacked up as I, I hopefully was over exaggerating the you play for two hours and uh, at a time, and then there's a downtime, and then but it takes thirty minutes out of queue. Hopefully, that's not that bad. But if it is, you're basically killing day of sales. Oh, no, I'm actually expecting a longer queue than a half hour, to be honest. No, I know, but I'm just saying that you're only allowed to play for two hours. Uh, and, before and, you get kicked out of the yeah. A quarter of that time is waiting in a queue. Yeah, um, so I'm curious. I'll see what happens. Apparently, the, they have three classes. It's the Barbarian, the Sorcerer, and the Rogue, I think is what they called it. All right. Uh, thief, Rogue, Archer, whatever that class is. Ranger. Uh, ranger that's the one yeah. that those are the three classes that'll be available for the open beta not surprising I mean, that's basically the quintessential three it is the staple three but on full release they'll also have the necromancer and a druid mm -hmm. so you can have your skeleton army fighting on your behalf skeletons but yeah um now you made mention of um path of exile and how you can you you can play on your playstation 5 and then on your pc and your character uh follows you right yep so valve has finally made the announcement that a highly anticipated game uh, is coming out this year Half-Life three no uh, counter-strike 2 is scheduled to actually release and really? of course everyone's going okay well what does that mean for counter-strike global offensive uh people valve's already come out and said uh, anything that you own in CSGO will immediately transfer over to CS2. See, Just, now that's cool. Yes. Which again, guess what that's going to do? People are now going to want to go from counter glo what it, global offensive? <laughs> yeah, it, it's CSGO. CSGO yeah. to CS2. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the way to do it. Like, yeah. So it's. You're not starting from scratch. You, yeah. you can, you're. The, the the look you have or whatever you've got your kit carries over and so it's like a seamless transition and i i'm not a, I, I will fully admit i do not like counter strike uh it's too realistic and i suck at it so that's two strikes of my book but but what's I, the third strike uh i suck at online games that's like 1.5 <laughs> fine two so so there's there's 
maybe a quarter of a reason for me to be still playing. And no, thank you. <clears throat> I don't have enough time. There you go. Okay. There you go. All right. So the I, I, I will admit, though, that I did take a look at one of the trailers, and it looks pretty. Um, that's really the, the main, from my understanding, the main update, the thing that people are really going to get is that CS2 looks really nice. So I mean, I would imagine so, and why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, it's not, um, you don't have to, you know, make it super duper pretty, but it's, it's nice that, um, that you're going to get that, that update. And then of course, anything that you've gotten CSGO is going to look a whole lot better in CS2, hopefully, fingers crossed. One would imagine so. Yeah. But that's... I mean, I to be honest, I will not be checking it out. No, nor would um, I. I did check out at one time Overwatch 2 for about two matches, mm -hmm. and I was bored of it. No! That was my yeah, I was like, you know, I'll go check it out, see what it is, and I just got into it, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. So I Did think, you see any uh, improvement over the first one? Or is it just the same old shit? Same old shit. But 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 the team makeup is different. I know it's now five fuck ups instead of six. No, oh, but you know that's, that's going to create you know all these different meadows, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> not supposed so, to be a question. I don't know. It's I I, I think my. First-person shooter days are over for the uh, foreseeable future. I mean, uh, never say never. You never know. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely over them at the current moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, I... When was the last time I played a first-person shooter? I guess uh, the closest I've gotten to a first-person shooter is probably a third-person... It's not really a shooter, though. I mean, technically it is. Because uh, um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, when you're in battle... Paladins counts. I dude, the I don't remember the last time I played Paladins. Well, I played Team Fortress Two for quite some time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I didn't play that for years. Yeah. And then Overwatch Two played that for probably about two solid years, and so I'd say it's about another decade before I play another FPS. Let's see. I mean, I've you know, I've, I've played I've, I played almost all the Halos. I played Paladins. I played um uh. Skyrim sort of could be construed. I mean, it's a first-person game. But I was more, well, yeah, I was more melee than I was ranged. So it's less of a shooter, yeah, more of a stabby-stab man. Nice. But, um, but yeah. So, I don't, like I said, when I, I tried to get into CSGO, and it was just too realistic for me, and then, yeah, no. Not, not, not for me. But hey, no, that's fair. I good, get that. Good for, good for everyone out there. And really, you know, uh, two huge thumbs up to Valve for allowing for a very smooth transition from one version of CS to the new version, where you're carrying everything that you have instead of trying to split um, uh, your gaming community. I did find it. It's like you have Steam, who's like Valve, yeah, who's holding on to like. The last vestiges of their titles from years ago, like Team Fortress 2, they're still releasing updates to. Yep. Counter Strike, they still release like new versions. And mm -hmm. it's like, 
yet there's no there's not another half-life I know. sons of bitches and it's kind of funny because like they have so much money they can literally just throw it at that if they wanted to do i'm still i i i know that i've said this a million times but when valve wants to get super serious into vr and put the, hit their weight behind the htc vive you're going to see half-life 3 that is going to be their exclusive vr title it has to be that big for them to truly jump into the VR stuff. Unfortunately, you're also going to need third-party uh, publishers to also kind of pad the VR um, library. And yes, I know there are VR titles out there um, in the Steam library, but are there enough good, really utilizing the VR technology, or is it just kind of, we're giving you a different view of the game or it could be like the nintendo wii where nintendo comes out with a vr console with the zeldas and the marios dedicated to the vrs oh jesus i'm not saying we succeed but that would be the other path is because no, you know, no, nintendo absolutely out, could do it you know they, they, the they would be out, people are like what the shit is this yeah no i mean look at the 3ds the wii the 3ds i mean the switch for god's sakes this is kind of like you've been saying though it still is going to take a monumental effort from yeah. a developer a console whatever it is to make it happen it's not just the little toss of bones yeah of an alternate version of playing the same game it has to be like an all-in effort to well, really I, push that needle but but here's but here's the other thing if if you have like a nintendo or a steam that decides, oh yeah, we're really jumping into VR. You want to, for like I said, you want to build the library. However, in order to do that, you're going to have to be in negotiation with publishers. And as the wise saying goes, the easiest way to keep a secret is only to tell yourself. So as soon as you start saying, hey, by the way, we're thinking about truly getting to VR, that shit is sure. going to leak. Well, the other thing that would help too would still be a wireless, the VR big wireless headset. That I mean, that would be amazing, but I just don't know. There's just we are we have got so much wireless shit in our world now that jacks with stuff. Well, it would have to be like a wired like it would have to be like a dedicated like five G connection between like the device and your um headset. Right, what it would have to be. Right. I mean, and that's really that's really the only way it would work, because um, that I mean, it's not a big deal, but the wire is still kind of a pain in the ass. No, absolutely, um, yeah. When you start swinging around and moving, there's a very good chance that you might yank the the headset off of you or out of the console. Well, but then the other big issue would be the battery of the headset. That's true. Because right now, I mean, because like the one I have for the PS, it's pretty light actually. Like mm -hmm. I was surprised actually by the lightweightness of it on my head mm -hmm. but i could not imagine how chunk that'd be one chunky boy if you had to have a battery hooked up to it yeah with the displaying because the way it's displaying that like through the lenses like you just have to have something there to give it that juice it's wireless to your console however there is a plug that's running off the back of it that's in an outlet behind you so you can't move around oh too too much but <laughs> You don't have to worry about the wires in front because it's literally going down your back. Or it could be like one of those like 
Beltor people in space where like the battery pack is attached to like your waist. Like yep. you have this like battery belt yep. and that's what it's plugged into. Oh man. I could just see the, I, I, if that were the case, I could just see the amount of third party, uh, battery pack belt makers that are going to come out. This is going to be the most comfortable VR battery pack belt on the market. It's just hooked in like straight into your Tesla car to charge it. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. The Tesla yeah. adapter. So you can play VR on Ooh. the on the road. Oh, God. <laughs> actually, yes. While I'm driving, I'm just going to put on my VR helmet, and that's what I actually see the road through. Yeah, exactly. Actually, wasn't there in their... Um, maybe, maybe it's just an experimental thing, but I swear that there was kind of like a... Uh, some kind of tank... Where you can't actually see, but you've got like goggles that give you the outside, so you're completely protected. There's no glass or anything, but you've you're utilizing a camera to see outside the vehicle. It's probably a thing. Yeah, probably. You know, there's probably probably some crazy project out there. I don't know. Um. All right, let's see here. Uh, the next story. In the wonderful world we live in, where there are individuals out there who need as much power as possible, and so they want to take over other people's countries, uh, there is some new news. And that is that the producer of tons of different mobile games, uh, Supercell, has now announced that starting this spring, which I'm guessing is maybe starting next month, um, all players from Russia and Belarus will be blocked from playing any of their games, which I'm not, I mean, I understand we we've, we've seen this before. I mean, um, spring started five days ago, by the way, three days ago. Well, is that spring in wherever Russia is? I don't know. Is it ever spring in Russia? Probably not. In Russia, spring does not come to Russia. Russia comes to spring. No, I don't know. But anyways, so I mean, this is this is this has happened before. We've seen companies block uh, access to their games um, or d different parts of their services. Um, but yeah, this... it just like it's one thing to me, at least, like with Russia, like boycotting like the companies or doing business directly with the oligarchs and etc. Right versus like if basically the regular people who have absolutely no say or decision in the war are the ones who want to play the game i feel a little bit differently about that i mean i have no problem with it actually doing it but i don't think that's a decision i would make to actually prevent just everyday players from playing the game personally to be to be totally honest with you i think that this ploy would work better in the u.s than it would in russia because we are such a needy country and if we if if we don't get our pleasures, we go nuts. Where Russia, er, Putin goes, you'll be fine, and everyone goes, okay, we'll be fine. I guess yes, I don't know. We're sure there'd be riots in the street. Over oh God, yes. What? Somebody doesn't think the United States is worthy of your game? Are you a commie heathen? You son of a bitch! We'll burn your building to the ground. We must go bomb them for this atrocity. Exactly, because that's that's how all Americans think. Unfortunately. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. 
but not that that's all Americans think, but rather that that's the stereotype. It, but but be, also, we've got enough the, people that that would be yeah. the truth. It would be a very angry uproar over it. Yes. Oh dear God, yes. But you know, I mean, I. It, it's a nice statement, but I don't think it's it's not going to change anything. I mean, it, w- it would literally have to be the entire game industry going, by the way, uh, you can't play any of our games. And then maybe that moves the needle. But fortunately with Russia, I don't think it matters. Right. I know. It's, yeah. It's just at this point, they're so far sunk in where, yeah, that's not going to matter. Look, the freaking IOC, the International Olympic Committee, will not allow the Russian flag to be displayed anywhere. And still, Russia's doing what they do. They're like, okay. And apparently, there's a warrant out for Putin's arrest from the uh, ICC. Uh, of course. No one's going to do anything. Means I can go to Russia and arrest Putin? Is that how that works? <laughs> Best of luck getting out alive, but yeah. Yeah. I mean... Citizen I arrest mean, in Russia. That'll go over real well. Not a big deal. <laughs> I guess citizen's arrest... <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that, that, I don't see. I don't see an issue with that. No, not at all. You're fine. Um. So, there was another story that came out, and this one kind of has my head scratching because this is just Microsoft being Microsoft. You know how like Microsoft tries to jump into a lot of things years after everybody else has done it. Yeah. Well, Microsoft is excited to announce that they will be launching their mobile gaming store on iOS and Android starting 2024. Yes, that's right. The Xbox mobile gaming store will be available on Android and iOS starting 2024. Huh. I okay. Sure. Sure. Wasn't that like one of the moves that they tried to do like way back in, I don't know, uh, 2014, 2015, where they were like, was there's like a Project Unity where all Microsoft licenses are going to be under one Microsoft banner so you can street, you know, uh, seamlessly play on any of the devices that you have in the Microsoft Game Store on? When is their library going to come to Linux? That's the real question. That would be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Probably never. Probably never. That's very true. Because I, you know, I would foresee that anything that you put on Linux, you'd have a bunch of people who would try to like program around all of the, the uh, safety stuff or restrictions. Well, that's part of the fun of Linux though. Of course. I mean, their stuff actually plays Mac on the Apple, plays nice on the Apple, so why not Linux? Just go to the next logical... Didn't Steam on Linux? Uh, There is actually, yes, a Steam client for Linux, but... I wonder what that library is like. I'm going to guess pretty limited. Yeah. I thought there was like a... There's actually a way, I think, on Steam to filter like games for Linux and Mac. Yeah, I think... Well, I I know for a fact that you could do it for Mac. I don't know about Linux, though. It's like two games. I think it's like... It's like PC, Mac, or other. Yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot of choice. I mean, really your best choice. I think it's, what is it, Wine? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, the Windows emulator. It's something, I mean, 
I don't really use Linux. I used to dabble with it for fun because yeah. why not? But now it's like, nah, I'm good. I, you know, I, I, I dabbled with Linux simply because I had like older machines. So I couldn't put like uh, one of the heavy OSs on there. So you put Linux, which runs pretty light. Uh, but then if you want to do anything, uh, you, basically when you put Linux on there, you've basically made yourself a word processor machine. <laughs> if, if you don't want to really, you know, start deep diving into pro uh, programming and coding. <clears throat> yeah. Especially because like graphics cards and stuff are all oh, yeah. lumpy jaw. And <clears throat> you have to get, all, you have to download more. packages and yeah. then hopefully they're compatible with, with how you've got all your shit hooked up. But it's so easy. You just use these 15 commands, but step 13 has a 44% chance of failure. If it does, there's a, 72% chance that this other command will work, but if not, then good luck. Well, there's actually an error in, in the actual typing of that. Uh, it's supposed to be a underscore, not a dash, and therefore you just reformatted your hard drive. No, that's the underbore, not an underscore. That's why you're getting it wrong, sir. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the Microsoft Mobile Store is coming in 2024. Cool. Yippee. Yeah. I, okay. The only thing I actually used the Microsoft Store on my Windows machine was to get Fantasy Star Online 2 because mm. it was an exclusive mm -hmm. for the Microsoft Store for like a period of time. Nice. That one try really that, I, that picked up for like a fucking steal. Um, actually, I think, it, I, ironically, I think it was on the Switch Store. Um, oh. Uh, oh yeah, the the Digimon um, Cyber Sleuth game was like heavily discounted. Instead of it's usually like sixty bucks or something, and I got it for ten. Nice. Or no, no, it was seven. It was seven bucks. It was like a heavy discount, but it was like you know one of those like lightning sales, which does not happen on Nintendo Switch. But I swear to God, it was because I got it for a real steal, and I've played the game. Now here's my problem with a lot of the Switch games, especially when it comes to RPGs. I actually want to know how long I've played the game. Mm. I want, I, but there are games, and this is not just a Nintendo Switch thing. I mean, this this happens yeah. on all the platforms. If um, I want, like, active time, not the game is on. And with the Switch, you know, you could go to the dashboard and the game's still running in the background. Well, if uh. the game's still running in the background, that counter's still going up, even if the Switch is off. Because going off the system clock. Yeah, or like, I mean, how many of us playing Steam games or any other game for that matter? Like, we leave it on and we just kind of leave it up and then we go away. And then yeah, come like, back and like, like you're, oh. you're in the middle of a game and all of a sudden you got to go do something so you hit pause so you can come back to it and it's like a couple hours later and guess what? The couple of hours have been added and which is, and that actually uh, screwed me over for uh, a refund on Steam because I left a game, this game was absolutely horrible but i didn't exit out so the the play time was past the whatever like the is it uh the first 60 minutes or 90 minutes you can yeah it's kind of like i'll play like sometimes like a game like lately lost epoch lost epoch mm -hmm. i'll play it for like an hour before work and i'll be like maybe i'll play during my lunch break so yeah. i just leave it on the entire day yep and yep. like i don't touch it for nine <laughs> then i i never actually play it during my lunch break is stuff and then i come back after work i'm like oh you've been online for nine ten hours and i'm still logged in mm -hmm. 
Now and that's a little weird to have an online game that continue, that allows you to stay online without with inactivity. Uh, Last Outback has a really long timeout. It's actually kind of crazy. Was it twenty four hours? I don't know, but it's I haven't actually I could actually pay attention sometime, but it's pretty nuts. Well, I guess they don't have a lot of issues with bots then. Not yet, because like so it's actually so. I know I've talked about it a few times past, mm-hmm. but it's still in um er, technically in early access. Mm-hmm. They're on patch 0.9, and they technically have online gameplay, which I've not actually played with other people. Um, like there's no actual it's not a persistent MMO type of world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if there are bots, it really wouldn't get you anything because there's no like trading or market house gotcha. or anything that would actually benefit by having a bot right now. Mm-hmm. Um so you could, but it'd be kind of pointless in the game, to be honest. There's people who will do it, though. Very true. Just so um, I could say I did it. But they do play it. They actually have an interesting mechanism coming out for trading. Mm-hmm. So actually get your thoughts on this. So what okay. they're doing. So right now there's no trading in the game. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just because of progress of the actual game development. But basically the developer came out and said they're going to do. You can basically have two choices to do. One is you can basically either have the option to trade in game or you have the option to not trade in game, meaning anything you drop belongs to the only to do. Now you can still party up and stuff. That doesn't restrict that. It's just the ability to trade in game. But what that does is depending on if you choose to not be able to trade with other players versus you do want to trade with other players, is you get certain basically buffs over time regarding that. So like if you don't trade, you get like better drops of a certain kind that are unique just to you and it increases over time versus if you want to be in the trade faction, like you'll be a better trader over time. I'm assuming that this is something you have to decide upon character creation, right? You can actually swap back and forth, but if you swap, you lose all of your benefits. Right, but like, let's say that you you turn off trading for, I don't know, a month, and you just go hardcore so that you could get the really yeah. awesome drops. And then once you get the awesome drops, once you get a bunch of the awesome drops, then you f- flip it off. You can. They said you can, but I don't know the details of... I'm assuming you're asking what happens to those items, and I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's basically like... Uh, yeah. You know, I, My- I, I can't make a profit off of anything, so I'm going to get stuff really cheap. And then once I... Uh, stockpiled enough, then I'll switch it back over and make a, you know, a steal. They have said you can swap back and forth, and the developers have not said anything about the that level of detail. Mm-hmm. But my assumption to keep things fair mm-hmm. is if you get a loot drop, like when you're in private mode, mm-hmm. you can't then trade it if you trade fact change factions. Okay, that that like, would that would make sense. I mean, that would be my assumption. I mean, again, I don't know. But it would like that's the only way that makes sense for yeah. the balance of the game. It would be uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, bind on pickup type thing. Yeah, it would. It, yeah, I th- it would make sense that'd be bind on pickup mm-hmm. if you're kind of in the single player trade mode. Otherwise, that'd be kind of dumb, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I just thought it was an interesting kind of take where like it actually like your choice actually means something. So like. Someone like myself who never trades in games, mm-hmm. I'm mean, like, well, yeah, I'll do that. But you can still then party with other people. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice balance between the two. I'm t- I, you know, for me, I, 
My 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 favorite option because I won't trade either. But my favorite option is turning off chat while partying because I don't want to hear with you. Just let let's do this. I don't need you to critique how I'm doing it. We're doing this for fun. It's not a competitive thing. Please, for the love of God, I will well, try I my best. Put, yeah. How about that? I have not parted with people in the game yet, so I still need to see how that goes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds cool. Um, I hope it, you know, I hope it is uh, bind on pickup if you've got it set to uh, no trades. And then when you switch it over, you can't just trade all that good loot that you've been amassing. Yeah, people would definitely find a way to. Oh, abuse God, that. yes. And I wonder people find any loophole to abuse anything in video games. I'd be very interested to see how what what the rate of like um bonuses is. Is it uh per day? Is it per like time spent in game? Um because if that's the case, then you just have a bot walk around in a circle for yeah when you're not playing so that you could continuously rack up the hours. That is all very good question, sir. This is what goes on in a programmer's head. How can I break the game on the developer's behalf? I just wrote a script that makes you take four steps to the left. I spin around, take four steps to the right. So yes, that's eight to the left for those counting. You and, really want to do the cha-cha. And then I hop, 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 squat, sit down, stand up, and bow. And do you do the YMCA while you're at it? <laughs> And then I do my shimmy celebration. And then I floss. And then, oh, like real floss or like hand floss? No, 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 no. The, the dance floss. Oh, I thought maybe it's some like floss in your pocket. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to program floss into the game so that my character could just break out the floss and just be showing good dental hygiene. I mean, it's you're being a good example for the rest of us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, sounds like an interesting thing. We'll see how, I'm, I'll, I'll be very interested to see how it's implemented. Yeah, no, it's, I like when like developers kind of think outside the box though with options. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just the way it always has been. Let's try something different, see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, the thing is innovation is never a bad thing. It's unfortunately or fortunately. Sometimes things stick. Sometimes things don't stick. But I will Unless tell you, you this. Try, you just don't know. I will tell you this right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are ever a programmer and you are making something for the PC, do not try to reinvent the keyboard. It's WASD. That's what it is. W-A-S-D. Or if you want to get crazy, you could just use the arrow buttons. But don't try to put some other shit up there. Don't do some, well, this is going to be better. It's a Y, G, J, and... In. I really don't think I've played games like that, to be honest. There, well, I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, or I guess fortunately, um, a lot of there was um, like like we said, when you when you're trying to make a difference, when you're trying to make your game stand out, a lot of indie developers try to do you know some kind of crazy thing that will set them apart from everybody. Changing up your the the key bindings is not the kind of changing up to make yourself unique you want to do. That is not the change we're looking for. No, 
No, sir. A new interpretation of some mechanic, yes, but not not your basic movement mechanics. No, that makes me want to just punch the game in the face, which would probably break my monitor and would actually not be a good idea. Okay, so here here's a question for you. Let's say that you do have you you, you pick up a game and uh, they've decided to try to relay out. They have their own way of of keys and buttons that they want you to use because they think that this will streamline it. Would you be willing to play it that way, or would it would you have to have the ability to rebind the keys to play it? Depends how much, I guess. So, like, actually, most MMOs, if you think about it, uh, most games, I should say, their skills are one, two, three, four, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like, last epoch is Q, W, E, R, because you're moving with your mouse. Mm -hmm. which, so it's slightly different, but I much like it. But it's like a slight deviation. It's not really a deviation. It's just a slight adjustment. Right. So something like that works. But I think to your point, if like they moved your abilities to like T Y H N on the keyboard, yeah, like I would just be annoyed. Honestly, I'd be like, "This is dumb. I'm not having fun." And like, why would you do that? Other than, I guess, to your point, trying to stand out something special. Um, yeah, like things like that matter when you're playing a game. Of like, how easy is to press these skills or abilities over and over and not give yourself carpal tunnel fatigue syndrome from trying to play the way that developer wants you to. So I don't rebind or I log into my stupid keyboard software and rebind it myself. True. True. Um, but if I have to go that far, I'm probably just going to uninstall the game. Let's yeah. That's that very true. Um, damn it. I had sub Zealy. She made me forget. Ah, it was there. Um, but most games I play like that allow me to like rebind my keys if I want to. Yeah. Which I do not infrequently because I have an MMO mouse. Yeah. So being able to rebind to my thumb keys, I do pretty frequently. And if a game does not, as so to your point, actually, if a game does not let me rebind to my thumb keys, mm -hmm. if I want to, like that is definitely a major, it won't, it won't necessarily make me stop playing, but if the game doesn't really hold my attention, then yeah. it's like just another kind of check in the mental column box of not booting it up the next time and choosing something else. Right. No. Okay. So I just remember what I was going to say. Um, my, okay. Yes. I am. will. like I said, I've, I'm, I don't like it, but I'm willing to give the, the game a go. But my thing is if you don't allow me to read map and I'm spending more time looking at my keyboard to make sure that I'm about to press the right button, that I'm actually looking at the screen to play the game, that's not going to work for me. Yes. There there was actually a game I played not too recently that did that to me. Like, the keys weren't, like, in a weird place. Yeah. But there's just so many keys where I'm like, what are they all? Actually, um... Is it Torchlight Infinite? No, God of War. Oh. Because you have, like, light attack, heavy attack, spell attack, bow attack... Draw back your bowstring attack. Oh, wait, you have to draw back your bowstring? Like, all these different keys for the different ways. Oh, now you also have whatever the stupid kid's name was. Yeah. Make him go do stuff. Yeah. And, like, all these different things. And typically, I think, with what you're saying, I find usually keyboard and mouse games, so PC, yep. are typically pretty good about rebinding mm -hmm. keys. But usually when it comes to the consoles, particularly the PlayStation 5, it's like, nope. 
you're going to play the way that it's up initially. Well, I, uh, and, and I will, yeah. I will give some credit to some uh, developers out there. There are hopefully um, when a developer has a game, they're allowed to test to the point where perhaps there are maybe two or three layout schemes that seem okay. to excel, you know, excel and allow, yes, you can't rebind the keys to exactly what you want, but there might be a setup that works better for you. I could see that. Cause I've, I, that's, they've, I've seen quite a few games that will, they'll do that approach. They've, and of course they've always got weird ass names cause they gotta be unique. It's like, oh yeah, this is the tanker uh, layout and this is the, uh, the gobstopper. I'm like, what the, f just, just say, uh, selection one, two, and three. I know, I like uniques because unique names it gives a little bit of character. Oh well, actually, you know what? It it think it back on it, it. It's actually kind of brilliant to to give it special names because now when you're talking with your friends, you're like, oh yeah, I got the the hunter rogue set up. That that seems to be the best one for the type of character I play with. And people are like it sounds oh, like a really know. obnoxious DLC on Diablo Five. Or Diablo uh, 4. It's it's like, it's actually, oh God, I think you actually just gave Activision an idea. Shit! <laughs> Run away! Change your keybinds. Like, is key, they do a keybind? DLC like keybinds? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Quick, patent that before it's I, too late. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. It, God damn it. Why did I have to open my mouth, Celius? Oh, God. <sighs> okay, real quick. Um, so I've got two titles for this show that I want to put out there real quick. Uh, I have My Player is Showing Good Dental Hygiene or DLC Key Binding. I think the first one, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, All I right. think the dental floss, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick pause here to thank the amazing people that help Ultra Confusion be Ultra Confusion. So without further ado, let me tell you about some of the friends of the show. The first friend of the show that we've got to give a shout out to is, of course, the one and only The Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships with local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Whack Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. The next shout-out we got to give is to the amazing man who will help all gamers with all their aches and pains and their joints. And that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients 
by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to the music maestro himself, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he could do for you. And apparently, because he's being kept so busy, he still doesn't have a website. Just a shout out. <laughs> All right, the final one we got to do is to the OG himself, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team working on satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, I know that we just listed a bunch of amazing uh, individuals and groups, and I know that you are now clamoring to find out, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to report that Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens... Werewolves, vampires, mummies, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two tiers that you can pledge at. We have the $1 a month tier or $12 a year tier, and that will get you early access to all the playthroughs as well as Patreon-only posts uh, that you could participate in. If you're feeling a little frisky, uh, there is the $5 a month. That's $5 a month or $60 a year tier. And not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name or organization added to every single friends of the show section of Thursday Night Hangouts. So if you want to become a patron of Alter Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Altered Confusion today. Now, Alter Confusion uh, is a huge supporter of trying to help out um, people, especially kids. And so we want to, we have successfully um, <clears throat> fundraised for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. And I will apologize if I'm sniffling and I'm sounding weird, but 
my my sinuses are all of a sudden deciding to empty out. So I'm getting, uh, it's very hard for me to speak right now. Just all of a sudden, it has not happened before. No, it happens. But, you know, it's the wonder, wonders of allergies. They, your sinuses drain at random intervals. And apparently ah. right now is one of those intervals. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is a there was a question asked of uh, Ultra Confusion this <coughs> this past week, and I want to bring it up before I forget. And right. that is, Zelius, I'm going to start with you, and then I'll give my answer. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever replayed a game in anticipation of a sequel of the game? No. Never? Have you ever thought about it? I've thought about it, mm-hmm. but I just haven't. I, 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 it's a pretty quick, easy answer for me. I don't replay a whole lot of games in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, like if Jade Empire Two was coming out, I play the first one in a heartbeat to be prepared. Right. Um, like so, I guess that's one. But just generally speaking, not really. And I think it's just because, like, games are so long, typically. Yeah. Where like I could replay it, where if I wanted to replay it, I would have replayed it already anyways. And I think, you know, obviously the analogy is a movie where like, you know, when the new Avengers comes out, you'll rewatch the Marvel movies to know what's going on. Right. But like the hour investment's a very different type of thing of a movie versus the video. 40 hours. Yeah. So it's to me, it's just very different for a video game. Mm-hmm. Um versus a movie now what i will do if like i'm going to play like a series i will start with the first one so mm-hmm. like for instance i want to start playing like the onyo series did i disconnect no oh no I, okay we did we did yeah all the confusion disconnected ah it wasn't me this time no nope, one you uh huh, that's interesting um hold on it's trying to re there we go we're back all right should I start talking again? Yeah, you can keep going. All right. So, for instance, like, um, I want to start playing the Anyo series. It's mm-hmm. a city builder game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like a Sim City or Banish type of game. But I'm going to start with the oldest one, which is Anyo 2070. Because, mm-hmm. like, sure, I'll start with the original one. So, I think in those kind of cases, like, yeah, I'll start with the oldest, oldest version of the game, assuming it's not from, like, the 70s or something crazy. Right, right. I think that's where I kind of go back in time. Like I probably wouldn't do a four sports game. That would be kind of no. silly. Yeah. So it probably depends a little bit on the game too. I, I I could see that. I mean, I I think that um I think I've done it before. I think it's more I'm trying to think. Uh it's not something that I actively do. Uh, but I think that given enough time if it's just if it's a game that actually builds off the previous game storyline that i think i have a little bit more of a, an initiative if it's simply um it's you know the the next number in this game uh, this series yeah. and you really don't oh my gosh it disconnected again um well i'll just keep talking how about that um and um there's there's no rhyme or reason or you know there's there's no benefit to replaying it that I probably won't replay it. But if it's something yeah. that literally continues the storyline, then yeah, uh, I'll I'll go back. Or like a good like if they come out with a new Dragon Age, for instance, that's going to continue the old storyline. 
that's a shit ton of hours to play. Well, how about how about Mass Effect? Yeah, uh, like so that's a lot of hours. So in that yeah. case, I'd probably like read the synopsis and be like, okay, what happened? Um, yeah, because you're just talking a nutty amount of hours. Well, well, okay. So, but here's here's the thing. Okay, so I brought up Mass Effect, and Mass Effect you can you convert your save from your previous game onto the new one. Sure. Um, and so you got that going for you. It's not. It it, it kind of gives you an incentive to at least have played the earlier versions of the game, so you can have that customized experience when the new one comes out. Um, well, I think like so, if you're gonna play Mass Effect Three, mm-hmm. it definitely makes sense. To play Mass Effect one and two, like there's not really, right. I think, a very good argument for not playing one and two if you're going to play three. Right. Versus Mass Effect Andromeda, like you could easily play without playing one through three. Right. Right. And I would assume, because I know Mass Effect four has been talked about, if they do a Mass Effect four, because it's been so long since Mass Effect three, I would assume they'd have some catch up method or whatever it is, or you know, Mass Effect three came out when the xbox 360 was out mm-hmm. so you know people will have save files on the 360 that they're obviously not going to have anymore yeah um so they will have to have i think depending on the length between releases some way to basically like like yes they still have the import save which would be cool but some way to catch up see i i think because massive when they bring out whenever they bring out mass effect 4 when they finally do it I don't think you're going to have that import save because it's been too long. There's, there's been, there's a generational gap now. Um, I mean, you, I could see would, it as an basically... option, but it really, it might just even be like a title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not have any actual influence over your character. Cause think like even like in recent Bioware games, like even like the paradigm between like good and evil, renegade and mm-hmm. paragon, mm-hmm. it's kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah. And now it's kind of like one of the big differentiating factors in the previous ones was like your good versus evil factor. Right. And of course the relationships. Um, I mean, I guess technically your Asari's could still be alive. True. I mean, the, the, the thing is that if they were to go that route, you're, you, they, they would be putting a hell of a lot more emphasis on rewarding the PC gamer over the console gamer. Because like you said, Mass Effect 3 came out on the Xbox 360. You're not going to be able to get... It'll be really freaking hard to get your save file from there. But if you got Which the is PC... Which I think like, it wouldn't be a huge... Right, but still, you're, 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 you're still catering. Even if, you're, if the only thing you get is you know, some flashy, shiny thing, you're still basically saying PC Master Race for the win. But don't developers already do that? <laughs> Maybe behind closed doors, but I don't think they'll ever I mean, admit yeah, it. It's usually, I mean, usually it's the other way around when the consoles are yeah. superior to the PC ports. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's already a thing. Right. Um, it, where that's a thing where one version gets, I mean, look at what Sony did with um, the uh, PS5 version of uh, Spider-Man, where mm-hmm. you got like special on PlayStation 5 only version. Yep. So that already is kind of a thing. Um I just hope it's a single player thing and not like multiplayer and all that other shit. Yes, that that would be nice to have the emphasis solely on the single player experience well, instead of I, instead of it. slapping on that was it just yeah. like the war effort thing? Yep. And I know we've talked about it a number of times over the years of like 
you know, the supposed death of single player. But I think over the last years, we've shown there absolutely is a still a strong, vibrant community for single player only dedicated games yeah. when done well. Yes. Like, I think there's much, I think single player games do have a much shorter leash in mm-hmm. terms of being a good game than mm-hmm. a multiplayer game. I think multiplayer games, probably because of sports games, uh, have a much easier way of just being shitty and still being successful. Well, I, I think also when, when it comes to multiplayer games, we've, we're now at the point where we expect sometimes extreme changes to occur in a multiplayer game. Whereas a single player game, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it is, um, you know, uh, we call it like a buy as is type situation, but it's, it's a lot harder for the amount of tweaking that a developer would do for a multiplayer game for a single player game. Yeah. It's, you don't expect them to come in and like completely nerf your awesome gun that you found at the end game Yeah, or in all these other changes, like halfway through your progression, You'd be like, right. no, versus that happens in a multiplayer game. They'll yeah. be pitching, okay. but yeah. people will continue to play. Well, I mean, look at, look at, um, any MOBA, you yeah. know, you or you know, there's nerfing out to wazoo, like every single release, but yet people still play it. But if you were to do that to a single player game where you've spent hours building a character the way that you feel is the best way for you to succeed. And the developer goes, oh yeah, by the way, half the stuff that you have, yeah, we wrote, rewrote everything. So that passive doesn't do what you, what it used to do. Well, okay. But that's interesting when you think about it, because that does happen with MMOs. Yeah. Because people play MMOs in a single-player way, because it is possible in a lot of them, mm-hmm. where you basically don't really play with the community. You lone wolf it. You lo- Yes, thank you. You lone wolf it. Mm-hmm. And yet, understandably, developers will definitely change those classes, usually predicated on how they interact with groups, right. specifically PvP. So, I mean, there's always a ton of tweaks and everything else and balances based on PVP, even for the lo- a lot of players, myself included, who basically don't touch PVP in MMOs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think for that, I think the rationale is that you're you're you'd be me- you're missing with you would be messing with only the minority. Whereas if it's a single player game, the the gamers they're all single playing gamers. You're not gonna if by making a tweak you're gonna affect everyone. Where it's like an yeah. MMO, and you're tweaking stuff, and yeah, you could dick over the long, the lone wolves. There's a shit ton more people who are interested in partying and raiding than there are people going, "I'm doing it myself." I think there have actually been studies that have showed that's opposite is true in MMOs. Really, a lot more re- lone wolves. Where it's really the single player gamers have really saved MMOs. Like even myself, where. Yes, I'll do the raids. I have the guild, but mm-hmm. I still play the majority of it single player. Because I think about even like playing, like when you do like in Final Fantasy 14, mm-hmm. when you do a random dungeon, mm-hmm. I still I know you're playing with four of the people. Right. But I still almost it's almost kind of like a single player method because they're just random people who I'm partying with. I don't know their I mean I see their names on the screen. Right. But I don't actually know who they are. I'll know interactions with them previously or prior 
or after that. It's really only in that dungeon for 20 to 30 minutes at the most. Mm -hmm. It might interact. So even in a weird kind of way, it's almost like a single player way of interacting with the game. And the um, director of 14 has come out and said that like he's trying to make so you can lone wolf the entire game with never having to play with a person ever. Mm-hmm. Um, even a game like Guild Wars 2, where there's a lot of open world meta events, mm-hmm. the way that the boons and everything works, you never actually like if there's a big world boss, you can't lone wolf it. But right. when you're dripping with other people, they can't really also dick you over or anything. Like they can really only give you benefits. You don't have to be like in their party to get their boon. So it's done in such a way where like, oh, there's this big champion boss. Mm-hmm. You can go and just kind of tag it and just kind of stand there. And it's like, you don't want to do melee, just kind of sit back there and pick your bow. You can do that all day long. Mm-hmm. So I think they've come a long ways in terms of MMOs. Yes, they're online. Yep. But doing it in such a way where you can basically kind of play it single player without really actually having to interact directly with the community. Even Guild Wars 2, where you're there's always people around. There's the meta events with other people. I never talk to people in the game. Yeah. I never partying up with people in the game. And yet I'm still acknowledging it's a vibrant online community. So it's kind of a really cool way of doing it the way they figured out. Well I think it's more um, like if you want to interact, you can, but you can you can see the vibrant world for however you want to view it. I mean, um, yeah. an example that I like to do, like to use, was Defiance, um, where I I lone wolfed, and you could, but you could see like the massive, uh, you know, like super world bosses because you yeah. would see there's a there's a outline of a circle, and once you go inside that circle, now you're in the the uh, what do you call it um, the sphere of influence, uh, and now it may attack you or and you could get credit for hurting it and whatnot but um uh, i lo- i really wish there was still a online fps game yeah. or third person shooter whatever it was yeah. like defiance yeah it was I good. Lo- that was such a fun game mm-hmm. dude because right it did that mechanic very well where you could lone wolf it mm-hmm. but kind of similar to guild wars 2 they had like the open world events mm-hmm. where you could participate in or not like yeah. if you didn't do it cool but you could join in but the way you could join in because i know one of the issues with doing like kind of going back to um 14 mm-hmm. i mean i've never actually had it like i've been very fortunate but yes you could have somebody totally dick you over in a um dungeon mm-hmm. just a random five person it could happen mm-hmm. um but like in those usually open world events like the guild wars tour to find says people can't really do that yeah. with the way they're set up I mean, you might have a bad group and you guys don't finish the world boss is conceivable. Yeah. But you can't really have somebody just like, you can't have like that tank or heal or basically not doing anything so your DPS can't do anything. It's just not really a thing. Right. So I really love those open world event styles where they've created in such a way where you can do it online or you can just kind of do your own thing and you still see other people, but you just kind of run past them. Still gives that feeling of like, hey, I'm in an online living world. I'm doing my thing. I think that we're we're to the point where that's important. Where, you know, uh, we like MMOs of old. You know, there it's it's all about the team experience, and now we're seeing more people. I want to see the world. It, it's more and more like dot hack. 
Mm. Well, the anime, not the, the well, I mean, I guess the game as well, but the anime where yeah. you log into this world and you can, there are people who focus on just collecting items or uh, being a, a trader of items or an individual whose main focus is to find the hidden areas. They're not interested in killing all the massive bosses. You know, you, you basically get to create the experience you want to. Um, and that's be been over the last number of years. You've seen mm -hmm. a number of MMOs mm -hmm. and most fail spectacularly because their advertising is exactly what you're saying. Yep. Where you can do, it's the, they call it a sandbox MMO where you can do anything, but none of them have actually really done that. Where, I mean, every MMO, you have to do combat to level up. Even in, so actually Guild Wars 2 is a good example because you can mm -hmm. actually level up doing crafting. Mm -hmm. But in order to craft, go mine nodes, you still have to go out in the world at some point where there's going to be mobs that add for you. Right. Um, now there's a game coming out called uh, Pillars of Creation. Mm -hmm. um, it's an MMO that's been in progress for God knows how long. But it's one of those that's supposed to be kind of like we were saying, where like you can basically do whatever you want in the game and still succeed. And that's there's a couple of MMOs I know that are in the works where that's what they're trying to do. Where you know, think about like our real world, right? Like mm -hmm. the Jeff, yeah, I'll call them the overlords, like the Jeff Bezos's and the those. They're not warriors. They're you know capitalists who made a lot of money that way. Yeah. But you can't do that at MMO. It's like you have to go combat. So yeah, in some ways, like an MMO to have it where you could still be like. The Uber number one with never having swung a sword in your life. Yeah. Right. I think people would love that. I mean, I guess EVE Online tries to do that. I know you still will get involved in conflicts and competitions, but you, be key, you can become like the mining trading overlord. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. There's still a chance your that you're going to pull some pirates or something, but you could absolutely yeah. spend the entire... That's what I did in that's every true. school. So that is actually one game where it can do it is EVE Online. Yeah. But that's... I would consider the outlier. Yeah. No, and, and I think I think the problem that, that you see with a lot of the MMOs out there that try to go, yeah, we're a sandbox MMO, is that they get, you know, they talk it up like, yeah, you could you could succeed in any way. But the the upside to having the ability to do whatever you want to is, you know, it player experience can go through the roof. But the downside is you have to have every different type of scenario polished otherwise you're going to piss off someone and that's not possible you know it, like oh yeah you, you could go through as you know a, a, just a crafter and then like you said uh yeah absolutely however you can't um but but in order to actually be able to be a true crafter you're going to have to kill all these mobs to get these special recipes that you can't get unless you actually kill them you can't buy them um you know, then, then okay. Uh, then it's not really, you know, you're, you're forced, you're force feeding me to, to, uh, experience stuff. I don't want to experience. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. It's almost to need like trade wars, the MMO. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's uh, the, um, when, when you have a game that tries to incorporate, um, different aspects to, to make it cool. 
it's it's fun to have games that have you know different types of uh you know it's it's an action rpg but also has a puzzle element and also has i don't know a rhythm element but when you have those what a lot of the developers do is they literally have like a small section of the game where you get to do this so they could claim it and then but they don't utilize it throughout the entire game it'll be thrown in the middle and then be like forgotten uh and that that's just that's not the yeah. experience that you know if, if you're gonna have a rhythm part to the game then it should be throughout now of course there are games out there that build you know they that you start very simple and then as the game progresses you get more complicated uh there's games out there where you know you open up skill slots that allow you to do more stuff as you go through and there's games out there that add new wrinkles like okay now there's going to be these puzzles that require you know you using mirrors to set lasers but then that's something that continue you know they build off it it's not just like they give it to you and then they take it away so but you know it, it's tough it's it's really hard to do or you get amnesia and you forget how to use the lasers yeah, that's that's the other thing is when you when you have those games that add layer upon layer of, of uh, complexity and you and you are a gamer that takes a little bit of time off and then you have to come back and relearn all those layers of complexity. That yeah. sucks. <coughs> so. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, ladies, are you, are you going to die at the end here? God, I'm going to try not to. Zelis, do you have any closing thoughts, sir? It is a beautiful day to be alive. That works for me. I'm I'm interested tomorrow to see if I can actually log into Diablo 4. Yes, please keep us appraised of how yeah. long the queues are and if if you actually get to play before server downtimes. Because <laughs> it will happen. Oh, God, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving everything on our heads, our mouths, and, of course... Our hearts. Zelis, you're off next week? Yes, sir. Okay. We'll try to see if we can get a Thursday hangout together for next week. If not, then I'll be streaming on t Thursday. So until then, ladies and gentlemen. You're more than welcome to come join me at the concert. It'll be a fun show, sir. I... Come on. With, with, with my wonderful allergies and health, that's probably not a, a success, okay? Maybe I'll be jumping up and down for an hour and out, like jiggling out of your brain. Uh, probably not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you soon. But kids keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.